Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in, as ever. Wow. Where do we start? Um, Bomproof Treble. The special halftime result, Bomproof Treble. Let's start right there. Uh, another winner for the podcast. We experimented. We won. So good to see so many of you on that uh, who got in touch with us on social media with your bet slips and whatnot. Uh, six winners now in the last eight shows. We're on form. <laughs> That's Ooh. crazy. I'm so proud of us because we're absolutely flying. Um, yeah, to be honest, I'd say this week was the best week we had for kind of social interaction uh, on social yeah. media and everything. It was flooding in Facebook, Twitter, all of it. So, Really glad everyone got on the bets. And if you're new, welcome. Fingers crossed we can do it again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just feel like it's been a great few days, really profitable. I've had had a cracking day at Cheltenham at the races today. (laughs) Money on the football at the weekend. Uh, Yeah, so let's hope the role continues. I just love it when you're on a good streak. Yeah, there's there's literally nothing better. It's so good. It's like robbery. <laughs> so this week, um, it's the FA Cup quarterfinals. So that means a reduced fixture list in the Premier League. So we'll look at the FA Cup games, then the Premier League, and then also Championship League One, League Two, picking out our best bits as ever. Then we'll go through recapping last week's bombproof trebles and bringing you this week's. Um, anything you want to say on the FA Cup? Um, it's crunch time, isn't it? This is where the FA Cup, I know like the third round and everything is interesting, but this is where it gets really interesting, doesn't it? Like the yep. games really mean something. These teams are one game away from Wembley now. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, some, some ties worth talking about. Honestly, there are. Uh, Watford Palace is one. So this is a quarter past 12 kickoff. Watford at home, Palace, the visitors. Very tough game to call. And Tom, get your drum roll ready. Get your drum roll ready. You know what I'm going to predict here. Both teams to score. Both teams to score. <laughs> when both teams score, it's goals galore. Um, four to five is the price. Um, Watford managed the goal at City. We said they would get one. They did manage one. And Palace... I've actually scored four uh, scored in the last four games. It's been five games since they haven't scored. And surprisingly, they have failed to score once in 13 games, their last 13 games. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it, does it? Because no. we've spoke before, really? their top scorer, Milivojevic, is like a, a peno king, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're absolutely flying in terms of... Uh, putting them in on the road, at home. So really impressive going forward by Palace. And with Watford, as we've mentioned before this season, complete unknown quantity. However, they do typically hit the back of the net. So got that goal, as we mentioned, at City. Free goal, but that's all you need to win a both teams to score bet. Um, And yeah, I think Watford being a home side, they're going to go for it the most. And four to five, I think that's a great price for two open teams. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, you're right. Palace don't 
seem like they score that much, but they do have plenty of attacking talent, I suppose, don't they? Um, Batshuayi, Zaha, even Townsend. Yeah. You expect both of these sides to play full strength now. Yes, Plymouth! Sorry, <laughs> Plymouth just scored. <laughs> Plym dogs, the pilgrims, everyone pray. Got a Tuesday night accumulator on, just needed Plymouth to score, to uh, have all four teams winning. And uh, yeah, there you go, they just scored 88th minute. Happy days. The roll continues. All right, so uh, let's move on then uh, from Watford Palace. Anything you like the look of? I mean, Swansea, Man City. Swansea are 16 to 1, draw 7 to 1, Man City 1 to 7. I'm assuming you're not going to tip anything, you know, wild from that. Uh, I think Swansea have got an excellent chance. They really have. Um, The performance... The performance that Manchester City put in when they beat Schalke 5-0 in midweek, you know, it's not, it's unconvincing. And I think Swansea have an excellent opportunity here. Stop, stop, stop. Because someone's (laughs) going to, someone's going to put that on and leave us a bad rating or review. No, 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 no. That was a joke. (laughs) Don't take me seriously. (laughs) Yeah. um, Non-event, really. City could go down there with their under-23s, probably win. So, Yeah. yeah. Right. No interest. Let's talk about Wolves Manu. Much more interesting. Yeah. Um do we fancy Wolves to get anything then? That's the the big question here. Um no. No. I fancy him to score for sure. So <laughs> to be honest, I'm leaning down the both teams to score route. Um Jeez. The records on repeat. <laughs> but honestly, but honestly, like it's another good price. It's three to four. United yeah. to win yeah. and yeah. both teams to score, which is what I think will happen. Seven to two as well. So yeah. there, there's some really good prices in here. I'm not convinced that United are going to fall off a cliff after being beaten by Arsenal. Not one bit. And Wolves, as we mentioned many, many times, they come up trumps, don't they, against the top sides. And they haven't lost yeah. in any of the last six home games. So, all that together, it honestly does point towards both teams to score. I'm sorry, Profit Chasers, if you're getting absolutely sick of this, but I feel like this is the best route to go down in some of these tight games when you know both teams have got attacking talent. It just makes sense. Yeah, you are right. I know we laugh, but I think it's sensible. We saw, we actually said on the podcast last week, didn't we? I thought Wolves would get something out of the Chelsea game when they played away yeah. at Stamford Bridge last week based on yeah. their record that it's so good against the top sides. Uh, they did. They drew one all. You know, Hazard, late, late equaliser. Wolves could easily have got three points there. Lots of good form against the top six. Uh, so, yeah, both teams to score for me is probably the sensible bet for that one. Uh, the Beautiful. final game of the FA Cup is on Sunday. Uh, Millwall at home to Brighton. Brighton, for me, 11-10. to 10. They don't have the best away record. Um, that's in the Premier League. Millwall, you know, you, you typically associate Millwall with being very strong at home, don't you? But recently, um, and for large parts of this season, they've been pretty poor. Uh, lost the last four games in a row. And I can see Brighton, again, they've just got more quality. They're against the Millwall side. Shot of confidence at the moment. I know Millwall beat Everton at the Den 
earlier on in the FA Cup. But that was when Millwall were full of confidence, playing really well in the league. Um, you've just got to look at some of their recent results, you know. They lost to Bolton last weekend. That is poor. You know, if, if you're losing really to bad. Bolton, there's, there's, there's problems there. Um, so I think Brighton overall are going to have much more quality and they're going to get a win at uh, above evens, which is a, a pretty decent price. Yeah, absolutely. I think Brighton as well. Um, in all, you know, it it was a moment of brilliance from Knockhart and a goal out of nothing from Glenn Murray. But that win against Palace will bounce them into real confidence. And yeah, as you yeah. mentioned, Millwall losing to Bolton—that is such a bad result. And I remember, you know, not even that long ago, probably maybe pre-Christmas time, just assuming to be honest, that Millwall were, you know, probably hovering around 10th or 11th. It, I, yep. I couldn't believe that, you know, I actually focused on their results. They're a point off relegation. They're a point off mm. relegation. Really, really poor. And I really wouldn't surprise me if Brighton go there and get quite a comfortable win, I think. I think maybe a one or two nil, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, let's look at the Premier League then, what games we do have. Um, there's five. So Saturday, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Burnley, Leicester, West Ham, Huddersfield, all kicking off at three o'clock. Anything that takes your fancy from there? There's a few games in there that are pretty tough to call. You're probably looking at West Ham, Huddersfield as yeah. you want. For yeah, West Ham, that's... Huddersfield. But to be honest with you, Tom, um, I, I don't. I don't fancy West Ham enough at eight to fifteen. Not at no, all. No. I know they're playing Huddersfield, who are you know all but all but you know completely finished. But honestly, I I just don't rate West Ham at the moment. They're so up and down. It's frightening. Yeah. They're so up and down. Um, yeah. At home, admittedly, they are a lot better uh, than they are away from home. But that performance against Cardiff was really poor. I actually watched Match of Day. I'm not going to take credit for what Ian Wright said, but I did agree with him. I felt like the team selection was, was a bit off. I don't know who Pellegrini thinks he is. You can't, you can't rest your best players against anyone, really. Um, yeah. Not in the Premier League, and I feel like they got what they deserved. They're, they're very up and down. If the price was a bit better, I'd, I'd be edging towards them. But... I know it was a different story last year, but Huddersfield did win this fixture last season. Yeah. So there's there's an element of doubt for me. Yeah, well, I can see why. West Ham for me, though, 8 to 15. At that price, there are much better things available this weekend um, than a dodgy West Ham side. Let's move on to Sunday then. Uh, the first game is Fulham against Liverpool. Fulham 9 to 1, draw 5 to 1, Liverpool 1 to 4. Fully expect Liverpool to win here. Fulham are heading down with no fight, no nothing, right? you know, no. aren't they? It's pretty disappointing, isn't it, really? Zach Ranieri brought in Scott Parker. I thought, do you know what Darren Moore did at West Brom at the end of last season, where even though it looked like they were down, they at least gave a little bit of fight and it stood them in good stead for this season. Um, obviously, more on the whole Darren Moore situation. I'm sure to come in the podcast, but uh, do you know what I mean? It, if you can end the season, even if you're going to get relegated with a few wins against decent sides, 
you can at least build a little bit of positivity and momentum to take with you into the next season. Uh, it's just going down with a whimper. It's pathetic. I couldn't agree anymore. The Darren Moore point is a great point. Um, I mean, you're right. Even West Brom were dead and buried when Moore came in. Absolutely dead and buried. But he almost saved them. He was so close to saving them. And, yeah, maybe Fulham, you know, they missed the trick there. I really don't know. I don't know what the future holds for them. I'm concerned about them. It reminds me of QPR. Remember when they went down with Park Ji-sung, Rio Ferdinand, these players, Bossing were all on 100 grand, 70 grand. That's, that's going to financially cripple them. Um, and yeah, they're going to get absolutely battered on Sunday. Liverpool coming off a Champions League game. It may not be sixes and sevens, but it will be comfortable. Yeah. Well, I think after last week's success, I'll roll out the old halftime result market. And Liverpool to be winning at halftime is 8-11. to 11, And I like the look of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Fulham to be losing at any stage of the game is a good, is a good bet for me. Right then, last game. Everton-Chelsea. Everton 3-1, to one, the draw 5-2. to two. Chelsea 10-11. to 11. Which way do you see this one going? I have no idea. Honestly, I really don't. Um, Everton... Really disappointing collapse against uh, Newcastle. Really disappointing. They have only won one in the last six games. They just, they just don't get. They're eleventh. It's really poor. Eleventh is poor for Everton. Below Leicester, below West Ham, below Watford and Wolves. And I mean, Everton should be aiming for the best of the rest. They should be seventh. Uh, but you know, for whatever reason, it's not quite working. Uh, and I mean, I don't, I don't think you can trust Chelsea, can you? I know they've only lost one of their last six games, um, and unbeaten in the last four. But I don't, I don't think you can trust them. Um, just to interrupt you, Mr. Champions League has just bagged a penalty, three 0 Juventus, eighty-sixth minute. Ronaldo is hauling them through. And Manchester City are now 7-0 up against Schalke. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Look, those nights, yeah, those nights <laughs> for, for Chelsea are a long way off, by the way. I think, I oh, think yeah. there's some... Yeah, there's work to do there. What do you think? Just, Everton, Chelsea. It's a tough one. Chelsea. Chelsea, Ooh, for me. Okay. And that's not... It's not really based on how good they've been. It's based on how poor Everton have been. You know, to throw a, a they were two up against Newcastle last weekend, they end up losing three two. I feel like they can't do much right at the moment. Marco Silva seems to be under a lot of pressure. The season hasn't unfolded how I think a lot of people expected it to, uh, with Silva in charge and with some investment. So, yeah, I think it, this Everton side, who are in very poor form, should get beaten by a Chelsea team who are. In slightly better form. Again, at the price, I think there's much better bets out there across all four leagues, which takes us nicely to the championship. Uh, pretty much a full fixture list, just a couple of games missing. Anything that instantly takes your eye? There's actually quite a bit I like this weekend, isn't it, champ? It's not bad. It's not bad. I, I mean, let's talk about 
you know, let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, Norwich away at Rotherham, top of the league. Norwich, it's I, I can't not read them out. I know profit chasers, it's it's pretty oh, obvious, yeah. but you got to read them out. Um, away at Rotherham, massive game for both teams. To be honest, Rotherham, as I mentioned before, the um, when I was talking about Millwall, they are one point away from survival. So um, everything is all to play for for them. And Norwich, you know, even though they feel like they are runaway champions, they're actually only two points clear of Leeds in third and only one point clear of Sheffield United. So it's a real big game for both. I do expect Norwich to win. I will go one further. And we've done this a couple of times on the show. We haven't put it in a treble or anything, but we have tipped it. It's Norwich to win and both teams to score. Typically, Norwich do love to concede even against the lower sides. Uh, typically, they, they win, you know, 2-1, 3-2, 4-3. They're very entertaining. 12-5 to five yeah. is something that I like the look of. 12-5 to five for Norwich to win and both teams to score. So that's Rotherham scoring and Norwich scoring. I think 12 to 5 is a great price. Okay. Yeah, I can see that one come in. Norwich definitely should win at what, what price they are. Um, yeah, I mean, just to kind of reiterate, you have to go back to the 22nd of December for the last time Rotherham played at home and did not score. So, yeah, that's about eight to nine home games in a row where they found the back of the net. So. I expect them to get at least one. Okay, cool. Uh, right, let's talk about what is probably the biggest discussion point in the championship this week. Brentford Ipswich, against... Ipswich Forest. I'd love it to be Ipswich Forest, but we'll push them, <laughs> we'll push them aside. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Brentford versus West Brom. Uh, you can get Brentford at twenty-one to twenty. The draw twelve to five. West Brom priced at five to two. I think that Brentford will get the victory here. They got a very good home record. I think even all the Darren Moore drama aside, Brentford are a very very tough proposition anyway. If we look at their home form, they've won seven home games in a row. They're absolutely smashing it at Griffin Park, unbeaten in eight. Seven wins in a row. Um, that in itself really sways me towards them. And the fact that, M- that MK Dons, <laughs> the, the fact that West Brom have generally been very inconsistent as it is, they've only won two out of the last six games. I think the whole disarray that's going to be around the club over the sacking of Darren Moore um, and the surprise element to that, I think it will uh, impact the team. Yeah, I think they're going to struggle this weekend. Agreed. The kind of feedback from the public and the writers and the pundits and all that stuff has been horrendous on West Brom. Um, mm. Yeah, James Shan is in charge for this game. Uh, <laughs> James Shan. So he's the caretaker boss, supported by under 23s and goalkeeping coach Gary. Walsh. Uh, no, I've never heard of him either, James Shan. Um, but, you know, never heard of Guardiola at one stage, so who, who knows? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Brentford for me. Um, Brentford, they've won, as you mentioned, they won seven in a row. 
um, at home and haven't lost in their last nine home games. Griffin Park is an absolute fortress and they are definitely on the way up. They've left it a little bit too late, I think, to gate crash the playoffs, but a top 10 finish certainly is in sight. Let's talk about Darren Moore. We have to. We have to. What are your, What's yeah. your take on it, Tom? What's your take? Ridiculous. I think one of those sackings and one of those decisions that could end up derailing the whole season for West Brom. Um, I don't think many people expected it. Whether it was like that as a West Brom fan, I'm not so sure. But from people outside the club, it seemed crazy to sack your manager when you're in fourth, especially when you've just come down from the Premier League. He's done a really good job at settling the squad, getting them used to championship level. You can only look at how well Stoke are doing down in 17th place and the, the kind of money that they spent and Swansea in 15th place to see how well West Brom are doing in comparison in fourth. Uh, I think it's, it's madness. But nothing surprises me in football these days. That's the sad thing. I remember when the, uh, when the news broke in our group chat with our, <clears throat> with our mates, Tom, and uh, yeah, I think that was my reaction. I said, you know, nothing surprises me any for, anymore, but it's, it's just an absolute joke. What an absolute... You've got a young manager who absolutely cares for this club. Yes, they've been on a little bit of a bad run, but as you mentioned, Stoke down in 17th, West Brom, a fellow, you know, recently relegated side in fourth. They're having a good season. I know they're not winning the league. They're having a good season. Swansea down in 15th. It's not easy to bounce back up. And West no. Brom are miles ahead of Swansea. Miles. And it's, it's really sad that we've got a young manager in the game who's now out of a job for absolutely no reason. Now, honestly, Tom, one thing I have gathered from social media and just general reports that I've read from reporters and everything, everybody wants West Brom to fall out of the playoffs now. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. that is... You, you don't stand a chance. As a manager, you don't stand a chance anymore. You have to, no, As soon as you go on a bad run, you're out. And it, yeah, it absolutely drives me insane. We always go through the the uh, next manager odds, and I'm going to read yeah. you some names here. To be honest, it it doesn't inspire much. Uh, Slavisa Djukanovic, who's been favourite for every single job since his sacking yeah. with Fulham, uh, eight to thirteen. So he's a very short price. Alex Neil, yeah. Preston manager, he's only been there a year and eight months. Uh, he's three to one. Derek McInnes with Aberdeen, 14 to 1. He's been there five years. Uh, Gary Rower, unemployed, 16 to 1. Michael Appleton, unemployed since 2017, 20 to 1. David Moyes, uh, unemployed since May 8th, 2018, 20 to 1. Uh, Carlos Carvajal, Mark Hughes, Lee Johnson. Why on earth Lee Johnson would leave Bristol City? I have no idea. Uh, Martin Yoll, Gary Monk, Nigel Pearson, blah, blah, blah. So wow. it's not exactly the most... I always feel like if you're going to sack a manager, you have to have someone in mind who's available that you've already had discussions with that's going to come in. Because 
I don't know from that list who you'd go for, but it's not very inspiring, is it? I guess Jokanovic is the one you'd want, considering his championship promotion record with um, Fulham and Watford and his yeah. style of football that he plays. Anyway, enough yeah. about that. Let's move on again um, to another fixture, Tom. Uh, who else do you fancy in the... Oh, actually, I, I'll, yeah. I've got some that I'd like to talk about. And a tip. So I'm going to tip Preston at home to Birmingham, number one. Yeah. Um, Preston, absolutely fantastic at home. Haven't lost in their last 10 games at all. Haven't lost to Birmingham in their last seven encounters at Deepdale. And I, for one, absolutely hope to God that Preston win this game after what happened in the uh, second City derby. It was an absolute disgrace. Um, I've been to Birmingham a few times uh, to watch Forest, and I'll be honest, they're not the most compromising a bunch. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it uh, didn't come as a huge surprise. And yeah, back onto the pitch. I think Preston will get the victory. Um, Birmingham away from home, not exactly pulling up any trees. Uh, the one thing I would say is Preston have drawn more than they've won or lost at home, which yeah. is a little bit of a cause of concern. But I think they'll get the victory in this one, especially as the last few times um, at home, they've played some decent teams and got good results. A draw with Bristol City, a draw with Forest, and a victory a victory over Norwich, a draw with Derby. They're very tough to beat. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, the final one for the champ, for me at least, would be Forest, where Ipswich priced at eleven Oof. to ten. Oof. Uh, you, no, not so keen. I think we're it's fantastically just, played. It's just fire. To be honest, we were. I watched the game on Saturday, and the first half was woeful. Not a lot going on from either side. Second yeah. half, um, I think Forest strength in depth came into it. So, if I had to go for anyone, of course you. You're going to go for Forest over Ipswich, of course you are. But I just—it's yeah. Forest. They've been crap on the road, rubbish. Well, then you're looking at Ipswich's home record. It's the worst in the championship. They've got just mm. two victories from 18 home games. It's so yeah. poor. Yeah, yeah, it it is, it is. I mean, I suppose when you look at Forest away away record, it's mainly been draws and it. 10 draws yeah. out of 18 games. They've actually only lost five on the road. But, yeah, Ipswich are just shocking, yeah. aren't they? I suppose that's what you're going off. But they're rubbish. And I think if Forrest have got any ambitions, which I'm sure they have, of being, you know, of getting into the playoffs this season, which we're more than capable of doing, these are the games you've got to be winning. You have to be going away to bottom of the league and just boxing them off. Nice and comfortably, 2-0. Thank you for the three points. See you later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you when you look at Forest, as you mentioned, uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, Forest have got Villa on the Wednesday, so we don't know the outcome of that right now. Um, but as it stands, they're only two points off a promotion spot. So, yeah, they're, they're fantastically placed and... You know, I, I completely agree. If you if you are serious about getting promoted, 
there's only one result here, and that's a win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else for the champ, or shall we move on to League One? Uh, yeah, we can move on to L1, my friend. Go on, uh, get us started then. All right, I'll get us started. Elephant in the room time. Luton. Mr. State the Obvious. <laughs> Mr. State the Obvious. Luton Town. Um, phew, we've mentioned a few times, haven't we, that <clears throat> Gillingham at the back are just dreadful, to be honest. Absolutely dreadful. They've conceded uh, 59 goals this season in 37 games. They're down to 17th in the table. Luton, on the other yeah. hand, lost four games all season, uh, scored 70. Despite two worrying draws in their last three games, they bounced back on Tuesday, beat Bradford 1-0. Wasn't a 4-5-0 battering, but Luton won't care. Unbeaten at home all season. Gillingham will make it difficult. They're, they're the kind of team that you know will probably get on the score sheet. Uh, they have won three of their last six. Uh, but they they tend to win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Luton yeah. are four to eleven. They're, they're basically priced as a championship side, aren't they? Um, so oh, it's, it's not great, but we have to read it out. Yeah, yeah, should definitely win that one. Um, right, what else we got? Another team who seem to have rediscovered a bit of form. That's Portsmouth. They play Scunthorpe at home again. Short price, uh, 11 to 20. However, after a bit of a wobble, they have now won three of their last four games. And Scunthorpe aren't a team who travel particularly well. I think at 11 to 20, Portsmouth are a little bit short, but you know, they're back in, back in amongst the goals. So you have a 3 0 win against Berry, followed by five they scored against Bradford. Uh, they did lose to Charlton after that, but then they've gone back and scored three against Walsall. Uh, last weekend, no, she's not. Scored three against Walsall on Tuesday, just gone. So Portsmouth seem to be back on it again at home against a team who aren't playing particularly well away. Uh, just one win in the last five games in Scunthorpe. Portsmouth should win here, uh, but you know, looking at the prices. I fancy someone like Norwich at a similar price, uh, much more than I fancy Portsmouth, even though Portsmouth should win. Yeah, Portsmouth should win. Um, they are, they're backable again, aren't they? Remember, yeah. remember uh, I think it was about two weeks ago, we, we were not sure, were we, if they were they're fully back. Uh, there was talk of discontent in the dressing room and all that kind of stuff. But as you mentioned, Won three of the last four games and, yeah, should definitely get a home victory there at the price that you just read out. Um, yeah. Sunderland, let's talk about another heavyweight. They are four to seven, so we're not going to spend too much time on this. But how can you not back a team that's unbeaten in their last 18 and unbeaten in their last 11 at home? They've been yeah. fantastic this season. They've lost two games all season zero at home and they have a Warsaw side who you know despite starting the season uh, fantastically they're now in 19th and they are two points above the relegation zone it should be a relatively comfortable victory for Sunderland don't be surprised if they concede 
Uh, they do love making it difficult for themselves, but ultimately they should get that victory. Hmm. Yeah, the, they should. Walsall and Sunderland, I don't know. It, there's a slight bit of worry there for me. And that's only because they've played each other three times this season. Yeah. Um, once in the league, twice in the FA Cup. Sunderland haven't won any of those three games. So is it something about Walsall that makes Sunderland come unstuck? I don't know. I doubt it. I think those games earlier on in the season were probably just when Sunderland was starting to find their groove and really starting to click together as a unit. Um, I think they're much stronger now than they were back around November time. So Sunderland should win, but there's just something which... I don't like looking at those previous three results and not seeing any Sunderland wins. True. Might be a bit of a bogey team. I remember yeah. back in kind of 2002 to 2005, Warsaw would always beat Forest. So it wouldn't yeah. surprise yeah. me if they've uh, moved on to Sunderland now. They're like little parasites. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they're leeching off Sunderland now. Okay. Um... Any more in League One for you? I feel like we haven't really done it justice because we haven't spent much time uh, in there, but it's hard, isn't it? It's a hard weekend. It is. You've got your few favourites, your three favourites who are all at home, um, all should win, all pretty short prices. And then after that, you, you're kind of struggling. There's not many teams who are on really consistent form. I mean, even Barnsley, Tom, even Barnsley, who, you know, typically we look at Barnsley every week, don't we? God, who are Barnsley playing? Can't wait to back them. Uh, They've got Doncaster, who they haven't won in their last six. Three of them are draws. I'm I'm still not convinced that Doncaster are a bad side. Uh, Those draws include draws with Charlton and and Blackpool. So Mm -hmm. two sides definitely on the up, especially Charlton. So just a bit of a word of caution. That's a Friday night game. Wouldn't surprise me if Barnsley won, but it's just not strong enough to tip, I don't feel. No, no, um, I agree. There's one more thing, actually, that I'd just like to tip out to everybody. Uh, Bristol Rovers against Charlton. Charlton are doing very well in the league at the moment. They're in fifth, uh, really solidified a playoff spot. You know, they're, they're very comfortably in there. Looking further towards Barnsley than they are in P- and than they are at Peterborough in 7th. Um, they go away to Bristol Rovers. They're on the nose price at 7-4, to four, but I'd be looking at double chance. So Charlton to win or draw, that's priced at 1-2. to two. It wouldn't surprise me if Charlton did win, but Bristol have won their last two games. Um, they're fighting, scrapping for their lives down at the bottom of the league. So I think the double chance represents pretty good value. Yeah, absolutely. I I did look at the game a hundred percent. As you mentioned, on the surface of things, you know, you'd look at the league table. As you mentioned, you know, Charlton in fifth and Bristol Rovers in sixteenth. You'd think, you know, oh yeah, Charlton will get that win, and they may well, as you mentioned. The double chance, it, that's the great thing about it, right? It gives you that extra blanket of security. Um, but yeah, Bristol Rovers won their last two games and they can be a little bit unpredictable. They can be, I feel like they can be party poopers a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so. I agree. 
yeah, I agree. double chance is a, a very smart way of looking at it there. Okay, um, let's move on to League Two then. All right, so let's get this out of the way before the arguing starts. Right, MK Dons are going to win at the weekend. 100%. Shall we, just, shall, shall we record this, you saying that, once? And then I'll just edit it back into the podcast every single week. Well, we'll just record you <laughs> saying, no, they won't. No, they won't. So basically, Jeff, Profit Chasers, me and Tom, uh, we obviously have a little bit of a chat before the show starts. We go over what we're going to go through. And we basically just you know talk about you know, how how's everything going. Couldn't wait to tell me that MK Don's got beat 4-2 away at Morecambe. It literally <laughs> couldn't wait. Um, and yeah, shocking result. Shocking result. I'm Rubbish. more than aware that MK Dons have that in their locker. However, they're back at Stadium MK to the, uh, this weekend, playing against the Stevenish side. They did beat Swindon at home, but on the road, they're pretty poor. Uh, lost 8 of 18. MK Dons at home, they've been fantastic. Won 12 of 18. MK Dons are going to get back on track. They, they won six out of seven games. It's a mere, mere hiccup. Four to seven, MK Dons. Yeah. yeah. You're right. They, they should win. I know we laugh, um, but they should be beating Stevenage, especially at home. Um, it's a mere hiccup. It just doesn't hiccup. seem like anybody wants that third automatic promotion oh, spot, does no. it? No, not at all. Everyone's just love. I mean... It's great news for Berry and Lincoln. Berry have opened up a five-point gap now. So, yeah, great news for them. But now it was between Mansfield and MK Dons, but Tranmere are involved now, four points off. It's Could you imagine if Tranmere got promoted? I wonder what the price would have been at the start of the season. Wow, yeah, it would have been good, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's really opened the door for them. Berry, speaking of... They're at home to Cambridge this weekend. They're priced at eight to thirteen for victory. Uh, they've won four out of the last six. Um, they're on very good form at home, especially. They're full of goals. I believe they are the top home goal scorers in the entire uh, football league. So, excluding I think Man City in the Prem, but out of the the Champions League one, League two, I believe Berry are the top home goal scorers. Wow. Yeah, they've got the second best form in League Two. More than a match for Cambridge, who are nine points away from relegation. You'd probably say they'd safe, considering how poor Knox County and Macclesfield are. But I think, yeah, I, I think Barry should definitely get a comfortable victory here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, as I mentioned every week, Barry should keep on defying uh, what I thought they were. Which is just a bunch of old, you know, past it big names for League One and Two, but yeah, yeah they keep defying it, and honestly, it looks like they're going to get promoted. So, fully expect them to get that victory there, eight to thirteen, yeah. as you mentioned. Um, Tom, it is time for role reversal. Do you know why? Go on. I'm going to tip knots. Knots County. Yeah, I'm going to tip knots. Absolutely. Wow. Against yeah. the mighty MK Don's conquerors. Yeah, yeah. Morecambe are bloody rubbish. Although, 
profit, Jason. We're I just want to get get it out there nice and early. Morecambe have won four of their last six games. However, uh, their last two wins were at home. Previously, before that, they did four to Yeovil on the road. Before that, yes, they did pick up a couple of wins. But before those, you have to go all the way back to the 17th of November for Morecambe's uh, last wins on the road. They've won five on the road all season. Knotts County, huge. I mean, both these teams had massive uh, results in midweek. Knotts County is arguably even bigger. Away from home against Carlisle, who... Uh, Carlisle, they, they just... They, it's like they don't want to be in the playoffs. It's so similar to what you're saying about Mansfield and MK Dons. Just throwing yeah. in shocking results and somehow still in the mix, but who knows how long for. Notts County, that'll give them such a lift. They're off the bottom now. Um, Sol Campbell's Macclesfield, a bottom, puts huge pressure on them to get something on Wednesday night. And for me, I think Notts are going to come up trumps. 10 to 11, back at home on a Saturday after a midweek away victory that no one expected. And yeah, 10 to 11. It will not be easy, but I think they'll get the win. No. No? No. I can't believe how much we've flipped here. <laughs> really? What's going on? I thought you'd be all over it. No, I just think Morecambe have been really impressive in the last few games. Really impressive. Yeah, they have. But... Not, not seem to struggle under the weight of expectation. We've seen it time and time again this season. When they're expected to win, they crumble underneath the pressure for whatever reason. Um, they're odds on. Odds on to win. I would not be back in a team as poor as Notts County at odds on. Listen, before you come attacking me, it was a loose tip. I mentioned it at the top of, top of the tip. 10 to 11. I get what you're saying. MK, um, sorry, Morecambe have been decent, but it's Morecambe. They're rubbish. They're rubbish. Are they not? Well, the recent form suggests that they're doing all right. Yeah, but, well, yeah, I just think I just think the great is, escape starts for knots. I feel like this is it. This is well, it. They're off um, the bottom. Okay. First time, four points. That's all it is between them and Yeovil. So, yeah, Wait, um, you know who you need to watch out for relegation-wise. Honestly, Port Vale. Port Vale. They're my tip to go down. Eight points. Mm-hmm. They think they're safe. Let me tell you, they're not. Mm. They're going. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I don't know. I, I've done this before, obviously, in the past, a few times on the podcast where I've had nothing really to back up me tipping Notts County and, and they've won. So, um, yeah, whatever. They might win. But I just don't think they will this week. Okay. What else we got? Not really a lot is your answer there. Uh, it's another tough week, really, isn't it? Apart from the kind of two or three that we really like the look of. Uh, one more from me. Paul Scholes' Oldham. Haven't really got going, have they? Um, under uh, the Ginger Ninja. They have, <laughs> <laughs> haven't won in the last six games. And they're facing the team that nobody wants to face right now. The most informed team in League Two. And that is Tranmere Rovers. They've won the last five. 
haven't lost in the last seven. Victories home and away doesn't really seem to phase them. And Oldham, who have struggled at home and away uh, since. Do you remember when they came in? Uh, when uh, Scorsese came in, I think his first game, or at least he watched, they beat uh, Yeovil 4-1 at home. Yeah. They haven't won since. They haven't won since. They've lost really? to Morecambe. They've drawn oh. to Stevenage. They've drawn to Cambridge. Um, there's been some really poor results in there. And they've got a Tranmere side. Mickey Mellon's boys are, are absolutely ripping it up. And they'll be so hungry to get this game going um, and try to put some pressure on MK Dons. They are 12-5. to 5. It's, it's a massive price, probably just because Paul Scholes is manager of Oldham and probably because Tranmere are still technically newly promoted. But, yeah. wow. 12 to 5, that, that is tempting. That is really tempting. Yeah. Yeah, good argument. Uh, good price as well. Double chance, Tranmere, if anyone's interested in that. Do you have it to yeah. hand? Yeah, double price. Uh, double price. Double price. <laughs> double, double price. Roll on, ro- roll up, roll up. Um, <laughs> double chance. Tranmere or draw is 3 to 4. So, Ooh. you fancy, you know, put in the safety, put in the uh, the seatbelt on a little bit. That's a good option. That's lovely, lovely. You like that? You love a good yeah. seatbelt, don't you, Tom? I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You love good it. Good old double chat. Safety first. Yeah, absolutely. Right then, let's recap last week's bombproof travels. All right. So, not great. For myself, just just one of three, actually, which was disappointing after my win the week before. I had Blackpool against Southends, and they could only draw 2-2. He also had Sunderland away at Wickham, and they could only draw one all. But MK Dons, my MK Dons, they did manage to pull through for me. They beat Sol Campbell's Macclesfield 3-1 on the road. Yeah, uh, disappointing that, wasn't it? Very yeah, very. Yeah, because there's, there's quite a few favourites in there. So, yeah, yeah. kind of sucked a little bit, but it is what it is. At least my my man Tommy P saved the podcast and saved the day. Yeah, so we had the special half-time treble. And it started off with the early kickoff on Saturday. It was Sheffield United and they were 1-0 up at half-time at home to Rotherham. That was brave, very brave. He also had Leicester to be winning at half-time in their home game against Fulham, and they were 1-0. And I also had Barnsley to be winning against Accrington. It was 0-0 for a long time, uh, but Barnsley popped up with two goals in the 40th and 45th minute, and they were winning 2-0 at half-time. It was meant to be. 7.41-1, to I believe. Something like that. Yeah, I got about 80, just under 80 quid back from my tenner. Beauty, beauty. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, great kind of in- initiative. Because I remember you yeah. wanted all, all three of those teams, didn't you, on the nose? But it, yeah. it didn't really return much. So uh, you thought outside the box a little bit, got yourself in the profit chasers a victory, and the, the bet slips were flooding in. They were. They were. It seemed everyone liked that bet, didn't they? 
Oh, yeah, they loved it. They loved it. Maybe it was just because it was something new. Not sure. Yeah. So I don't want to overkill it, but, you know, we'll make a return. We'll have yeah. a version two. When the, when the time's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we did have a joint treble. Because I won not the week just gone the week before, I was trusted to have two of the results. Unfortunately, I chose Blackpool, who drew 2-2, and Sunderland, who drew 1-1. And then for New York's time, I believe we had Barnsley. Was that right? That's right, we did. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little disappointing. My bad. Um, this week, Tom will be having two of the three. So, yeah, hopefully yeah, we can right. get a better result this week. If you, by the way, are new to the show and you're wondering what on earth is this bomb-proof treble conversation, this is the portion of the show where me and Tom, we put together all of our research, knowledge, and general gut feeling into a treble for you to back. Hopefully. As we mentioned that in during the show, you get some money off the back of our bets, send us your bet slips, and everyone wins other than the bookies. Right then, I'll go first with my one as a reward for winning last week. So we're going to go for Norwich away at Rotherham. They're priced at 13 to 20. And then Berry at home to Cambridge, priced at 8 to 13. And finally, Tranmere on the double chance away at Oldham. Really like this price, 3 to 4. A £10 stake would pay 47 back. Wow. Wow. I love the Tranmere. I love the Tranmere. That's what it's... Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, really, really strong treble there, Tommy P, as ever. Hopefully you can carry on your form um, into this week. Okay, cool. So I am going to go for a treble of my own and I'm going to start off in the FA Cup. It is FA Cup weekend after all. Um, so I'm going to go for Bright. Actually, no, I'm not going to start with them because they're on Sunday. So I'm going to start off with Luton, runaway leaders in League One. They are 4-11. to 11. And I'm also going to go for MK Dons. They're going to bounce back 4-7 to seven at home to Stevenage, their promotion chasers. And then we're going to wait for Sunday, and we're going to back Brighton. Brighton away at Millwall in the FA Cup. It is the FA Cup special, after all. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to go for. That pays 3.5 to 1, which means your £10 returns you a wonderful 45. Yeah. I like it. So yeah, we got Brighton. What was the what was the what was the delay there? So because I forgot the second team. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> MK Dons, home to Stevenage, yeah. right? Yeah. Luton, home to Gillingham, and then we're gonna yeah, have to yeah. wait wait till Sunday. Yeah, Millwall, and they're gonna get beaten by Brighton in the FA Cup. Yeah, that that, that win. That yeah, win. it wins. It wins. Yeah, 45 for your tenner. Dare, dare I say, we could have a double winner this week. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. I, I'm, I, couldn't, even, I couldn't be less, less uncertain. That, that's just a winner. Both of them. And if it was riding on that flipping Brian game on the Sunday, if everything <laughs> won on Saturday, all like five games, and a it's mil- riding on. The Millwall win 1-0. Bloody hell. Wow. Imagine disgusting <laughs> um okay 
Love the, yeah, I really like that treble. Two very solid ones, I think, this week. Um, I think we've done pretty well there to get trebles that pay a decent amount, considering that there are plenty of favourites we like, but again, short prices. So, yeah. um, I'm all right there. Yeah, so um, we always construct our joint treble kind of without much editing, really. So yeah. let's construct that. You can have two, obviously, because you won, and then yeah. I'll I'll pick one from my from my little group here. Um, Barry and Norwich, I think, very solid. <laughs> I really want to put MK Dons in there, but I know you're going to lose your mind. So it's up to you. We either go go big and we go for Brighton eleven to ten. It's going to whack the price up, or we go a little more sensible. And we go for Luton. Luton are four to eleven. Okay, so that would pay thirty-seven quid for a tenner stake. Perfect. Berry, Norwich, Luton, done. Berry, Norwich, Luton. That is absolutely airtight. Is this another bulletproof vest, bombproof treble? Oh yeah, bulletproof vest, bombproof treble, bombproof treble. Harry Potter invisibility cloak. This is, this is, is that good. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the best. Oh yeah, it's the best. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is this is going to be the winner. The joints always, it's like the best of both worlds, isn't it? The joint. Yeah. 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 It's, like, it's like me and you, with a sprinkle of you know security, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and as well, if people don't want to back me or you on the nose it can kind of use our joint treble and just have one that combines the do you think people both. do you think people have a favorite between me and you that'd yeah, be maybe. interesting wouldn't it i wonder if i i come on air and people think oh bloody hell put tom p on <laughs> i wonder if I you know, read yeah. out your treble and everyone goes oh bore me let yeah, tommy walks again. read his out i wonder <laughs> Yeah, probably. Let us know, profit chasers. You're not going to hurt anyone's yeah. feelings. Yeah, we'd be interested to know. Um, okay, so that is bombproof treble out the way with fantasy football. Um, let's have a quick whip through that. I hate this. Every bit. time we mention fantasy football, I hear the sigh come from your end, mate. I hate this bit of the show. I bloody hate it. Oh, I may as well spend pick. Honestly, I may as well go pick daisies. It's. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got absolutely nothing to offer this part of the show. Um, so Chris Hindle, Chindle's champs, still top of the league. Uh, we told him he was countering away with it. Still is, extended his lead last weekend. Um, Daniel O'Reilly, Paddy Kearney, Boogil Braith, Daniel Atkinson make up the top five. I was in the top five, you know, on Saturday night. Roger, do you do your team still? Because honestly, I, I've fully left it now. Because my head's That's gone. Of course. Yeah, I, I know. Of course I do. I've just done a transfer um, live on air. I've just transferred James Milner for Sadio Mane. That might help. Yeah, I think it will. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Milner get a hat-trick next, next week. No, don't. Um, okay, so... There are 110 people in the league. If you win the league, you get a £20 free bet. Feel free to join at any time. The podcast description will have the uh, the code to join the league in it. 
so yeah if you're doing well in your own leagues come and join us you may well win the free bet at the end of the season yeah absolutely feel free to come in and join it's a uh, good bit of banter if nothing more um, so yeah. if you do want to extend your um, kind of dealings with the podcast after hours, then you can do so. Uh, Twitter is the best platform to keep in touch. T underscore FB podcast. We're on Facebook as well. www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And we're also on email football betting podcast at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to yeah. send us in bet slips, ideas funny memes whatever it is we love it all so yeah if you have enjoyed the show please do go to itunes rate and review that's what we love um even if it's just a rating you don't even have to review it would take you literally 30 seconds to go to the podcast overview page thing on itunes press the five star button and then go away again we'd love yeah. it you make our day oh oh yeah you would also, I want to give a quick podcast shout out to Paul James and Ben Granger. Hopefully, gents, you're listening this week. Uh, we posted on Facebook that we won uh, with our DJ Khaled GIF, as we do every single time we win. I love seeing that GIF. bloke. What? GIF. GIF. It's called a GIF. GIF. Anyway, Paul James told us that we apparently we'd paid for his missus to go out with uh ben granger's missus apparently we'd won them the money so he could give him some cash get him out for the evening so we've we love that we love those quirky little stories so we're glad that we could be of assistance gentlemen hopefully we can uh do it again for you so you can have some peace this weekend <laughs> yeah um, love that that made us chuckle um, so cheers for that one boys uh, that's it then isn't it Nothing yeah else. that's pretty much it FA Cup weekends uh, always always interesting from the betting point of view isn't it so great show yeah and uh, you know we love the social interaction the amount of it last week so uh, please do get in touch again if you do have any winners we love to see them all yes we would Thank you very much for listening, guys. We look forward to hearing from you. Take care.